Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For All, Day 6, Joseph with Christina Crenshaw Read Matthew 1, 18-24 and Luke 1, 27 and record some of the details below. Matthew 1, 18-24 Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife. Luke 1, 26-27 In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent to the city, sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. An angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph in a dream and affirmed what Mary had heard. Joseph would become a father through the most supernatural of circumstances. Joseph chose to trust and obey the Lord by taking Mary as his wife and accepting Jesus as his son. Question. Share about a time or season of life that required great faith and trust in the Lord. Question. What are a few biblical, unshakable promises, affirmations, or fulfillments the Lord spoke to you during that time? There was a lengthy season of time when I frequently thought of Jesus' parents Young Joseph and Mary, for four long, difficult, and painful years, my husband and I struggled to conceive. In those years, we subjected ourselves to a battery of tests, surgeries, and infertility treatments. Doctors would not find anything wrong with us, but they were also unable to determine why we could not conceive. Unexplained infertility was the official diagnosis. And when we finally did conceive, with a great deal of medical assistance, sadly, we miscarried six weeks into the pregnancy. 
The road to motherhood was a heartbreaking experience. And though the pilgrimage occurred over five years ago, tears flow easily and hard lump rises in my throat whenever I think back of those years of trial. And even in that bitter taste of trial, there was also a sweet, deep intimacy that emerged from a place of knowing and trusting the Lord. Through the cloud of unknowing, I trusted His goodness. It was in the time of infertility I thought of Jesus' parents, Joseph and Mary, who conceived without trying, who had not planned to parent so early in their marriage, who likely suffered great humiliation in their small town, and who trusted the Lord even when their family planning was beyond their control. I greatly admired their faith, and I especially admired Joseph's resolve to trust the Lord amidst the unknown. Little is known about Joseph and Nazareth, husband to Mary and earthly father to Jesus. In fact, his name is mentioned directly only three times in scripture, twice in the birth narratives, Matthew 1 through 2 and Luke 1 through 2, and once in the reference to genealogy in Luke 3.23. What little we do know about Joseph solidifies three essential truths that support the biblical narrative of salvation. First, Joseph is a descendant of the house of King David, Luke 2, 4. Second, even if not his biological father, Joseph was chosen to parent Jesus, Matthew 1, 22-25. Third, the Lord had Joseph's heart and therefore knew he was trustworthy. Joseph hailed from royalty and was selected to raise humanity's Savior and trusted the Lord even when he doubted his role in the fulfillment of Scripture. Joseph was a man of character. Scripture calls him righteous and compassionate, Matthew 1, 19. It also states he was a man who loved God's law, Matthew 1.24. So it is not hard to imagine why Joseph would obey the Lord and choose Mary as his wife. Even given her inexplicable conception, it is also not difficult to see how Joseph embraced his role in this salvation narrative, even if he didn't fully understand it. There are several Old Testament verses that prophesy the life of Christ and his genealogy, hailing from the house of David. Read and write out or summarize Isaiah 7.14. Isaiah 7.14 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Read and write out or summarize Isaiah 9.6-7. Isaiah 9.6-7 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Read and write out or summarize Psalm 72, 10 through 11. Psalm 72, 10 through 11. May the king of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the king of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. Read and write out or summarize Jeremiah 23, 5. Jeremiah 23, 5. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. Now that the prophecy is fulfilled, it is apparent how God wove the biblical narrative of Jesus' birth, life, crucifixion, and resurrection through the Bible for all to know. How might it have been easy for Joseph to connect Old Testament prophecy? Question. How might it have been easy for Joseph to connect Old Testament prophecy to what the angel of the Lord spoke to him? 
But how might it have also been difficult for Joseph to believe he was chosen to fulfill the biblical promises? I cannot say with complete confidence I knew God was calling me to motherhood during my season of infertility struggles. There was no word of affirmation from an angel. There was no burning bush. There was no voice from the heavens. Rather, I simply leaned into the longing of my heart. I trusted the Lord's word that we were all called to be fruitful and multiply, whether biologically and or spiritually. And so I fought against the lies of the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy our hope, faith, and joy. After several years of fertility treatments and a miscarriage, we finally conceived and welcomed our firstborn, Christopher, into our family. We were elated. Years of hope deferred had made our hearts sick, but it had not caused us to turn our hardened Turn or harden our hearts to the Lord. We trusted Him, and we were overjoyed by the fulfillment of our longing, and we praised God for Him. Doctors told us we had less than a 1% chance of conceiving it on our own based upon the statistics of how many years we've been trying. But we had learned in our journey to trust the Lord and not lean on our own understanding or purely the doctor's statistics when we looked to the future. You could only imagine our joy when what I thought was a case of a flu was actually the first weeks of pregnancy with my second son, Corbin, who was conceived without medical assistance. We named him Corbin, a gift dedicated unto the Lord, because our journey to parenthood taught us our hearts was the gift the Lord was after all along. The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Second Chronicles 16, 9. We serve a God who desires the intimacy of our heart, who can be trusted to fulfill his promises in his timing and in accordance with his will. Question, what are you trusting the Lord for right now? Think of the Lord's faithfulness to Joseph and Mary. Think on how the Lord wove Jesus into King David's lineage, a man who was after God's heart. How do you know without doubt the Lord is for you and has a perfect plan? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to onlinewomensretreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.